0: welcome to the stone industry podcast whether you're an experienced agent new to the industry a property manager or principal join us in conversations with fellow industry peers stone industry conversations will bring you content to inspire and inform you on your journey in real estate hi everybody thanks so much for joining us on the stone industry podcast I'm Peter Maloof, and our guest today is none other than one of the Directors and Head of Franchise, Luke Cameron. G'day Luke. Good morning, Pete. How are you this morning? Fantastic. Thanks for joining us, mate. Um, I just thought we'd talk okay. a, little, a little bit today, uh, just about the stone offering. We've been through 2020, we're at the tail end of that year, COVID, it's been very tough. Um, and yet this network, the stone network, uh, I think is the fastest growing residential network in the country. Why is that? What's the offering? What's What's the difference?
1: I think it comes back to what, what was the the, you know, the genesis of Stone and uh, how we started. Um, we were very clear from the outset that the, the industry had become highly fragmented uh, with over 10,000 agencies, the majority operating within traditional franchise frameworks, uh, and businesses, we found, weren't reaching their fullest potential for lots of different reasons. And we were fascinated by uncovering what went into high performance, what common traits, structures, habits were evident in high-performing businesses, and yet why is the majority of the industry not getting access to that intellectual property, Mm. not getting access to adequate technologies or support to enable that potential? Uh, So we're fascinated by that, and uh, as I was saying, that that became the genesis of Stone, is how do we encapsulate what I've just described and, and build an offering um, to take to the industry um, that primarily we, we took the time to understand the growth challenges that businesses were facing. And uh, and that that's different depending on the business you're working with. I
0: think that's well put. And and by franchise group standards, we're very small. We're, I think, 38 offices now, although that's uh, pretty rapid growth in, in four years. And while we don't want growth for growth's sake, um, we're finding some really good operators are ringing calling in, wanting to know what's a bit different, right? I mean, you handle this side of the business. What's the offering? What are you saying to people um, when they say, well, what do we need to do or let's have a chat?
1: Yeah, so we've been really deliberate in not, we'd we'd never wanted to advertise for potential franchise partners. Uh, We wanted to build a strong track record of high performance by working with our our partners uh, and let our results do the talking um, for us. Uh, so literally, we haven't spent a cent on advertising for business. Um, so the offering itself, uh, its it is, we're very much focused around understanding the needs of businesses. Every business is at a different stage in its momentum, so we're not a cookie-cutter type offering where you're getting access to a national brand um, and an off-the-shelf technology solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're deploying all of the necessary resources that enable a business to get into that state of momentum. And everyone has a different set of objectives within their business and challenges. Um, So it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. But primarily, the needs of the business um, tend to be focused around recruitment, how to attract and develop more high-quality people in all aspects, whether it's property management, administration support, leadership, sales management, agents, of course. Um, How do we ensure that we're profitable and that we remain profitable? And we're not building a business just for revenue's sake, that it's a profit-driven operation, not a revenue-driven operation. Uh, how do we develop our culture? How do we increase our capacity for growth? Be that capacity as leaders or physical capacity within offices. Uh, these are the things that we want to unpack and understand and provide common-sense solutions for, for economic prosperity.
0: Yeah, look, I think that's a really good point because unless your franchise partners are, are profitable um, and learning and expanding, probably no one's going to be as happy as they should be or, or could be. And when we onboard somebody at, at Stone, just tell us about that process, Luke. There's a heck of a lot of hand-holding. There's a lot of time in the office and not just for a week or two, right? It's ongoing. So how does that work?
1: Yeah, so we, we have a formal meeting around developing a onboarding plan for a business. Um, and that's focused around where those immediate needs are. So we then map out a 12-week, typically a 12-week onboarding plan, uh, and then we deploy the necessary resources to ensure a seamless onboarding so that a lot of the uh, perceived um, changeover stresses that people may perceive, um, we have a dedicated team to, to handle that so that our principals are focused on the things that really matter and that's that's the growth and productivity of their business. We see our role is to remove a lot of that stress to uh, to create a really clear pathway to to join the organisation.
0: So that's through having um, a dedicated person uh, at the senior management level at Stone who specialises in HR, the head of people who will get in there and help them recruit, help them find new people, identify all the prospects in their area that that might be um, people to have a conversation with uh, during or shortly after a rebrand, is that
1: right? It could be recruitment, it could be financial modelling, cash flow modelling, so if an office needs support around, um, you know, what what does our cash flow modelling look like year one? Um, What is the impact of one, two, three, four recruits joining at various points in the year? Is that going to be a profitable decision for us? How is that going to affect our culture? Um, Do we have the adequate resources to support onboarding of new talent? What does our onboarding process look like for new people in our business? Yep. Um, they're just, yeah, There's are some of the things we look at, but it's a bespoke plan, um, but it comes back to the principle primarily, Pete. Not all principles are prepared to lead through change. Yeah. And, and those that are, and those that are, have strong situational awareness of their limitations and their strengths, are the ones that experience the most significant growth. And, you know, one that comes top of mind is, is Ray Fidel at our St. office. He went through a major mindset transformation in a very short period of time. As a result, his business, has, his markets has doubled. Um, and he, he's, a, he's a testament to someone who's been really honest around um, the things that, that they need to work on and the things that they're, they're very strong in and prepared to listen to and, and implement what it's going to take to, to affect change in yourself but also within your team. And yeah. uh, as a result, it's achieved a cheap level of success that uh, we didn't think were actually possible from when we started first started talking.
0: Look, recruiting people into a business, retaining those people and growing the business is, is obviously what it's all about. So we have a head of people that, that can help in that regard. Um, yourself, our CEO, uh, general manager... Uh, there are a bunch of people around in the network that can really sit down with the principal and offer hands-on support, training, coaching, uh, uh, profit coaching is something I know that Stone do. Tell us about the profit coaching. What, what, what's that all about?
1: Well, We, we, find, we found that uh, a lot of businesses that we're speaking with, um, we, we find they're on a treadmill. So they're, they're, they're operating from month to month um, with a gut feel on, on, on their, their, their financial position. We wanted to get very deliberate. We understand that you can't change the scoreboard just by looking at it. So we understand the levers that affect profitability. We then provide detailed benchmarking mm-hmm. reporting back to officers. So whether you're small, medium, or large, um, you can see realistically, whether you're metro or regional, how you rank within those specific uh, performance bands. So, but regardless of and, the maturity. And not and the, just
0: <laughs> within Stone either, right? I mean, that's a national across benchmark. Across the industry.
1: Yeah. yeah, across the industry. Um, and the other challenge with that is, as we find, is one of the biggest hurdles principals make is making that transition from being the lead agent into becoming a business leader. Um, and point. financially, the, the, the impact around that is how do you backfill your GCI contribution to the business so you've then earned the right to um, to bid that position. And that, that's the dream for a lot of principals, is If you took their contribution out of the business, how much of the business is actually left? So that's why recruitment is high on the agenda for a lot of real estate principals.
0: Yeah, look, I think it's a really good point that you make too. Even some principals love transaction and they say, you know, that's where I want to be. I list and sell and that's what I love to do. I don't really want to do the sales management or I'm not good at it. In which case, Stone can find people, even on a part-time basis, right, to come in, keep accountability with their team. Um, and and help them with that sales management function. So, in in providing the whole gamut of, of cross section of people that could help influence a business's growth, we we've got them right. We can supply them.
1: Yeah, correct. So, I think that's that's a really key point. Is a function of the business is list sell manage real estate, but it actually doesn't improve the overall value of the business as a whole. The things that improve the value of the business are leadership. Your ability to attract and develop more people, but we find that a lot of businesses, a lot of principles, mm-hmm. revert back to um, the activities that got them to where they are now, i.e., sourcing a new listing and a sale, because that generates revenue. Mm-hmm. But that activity is not actually improving the value of the business. So it's important to be mindful of that, and to put. And if you need the additional support, and that's one of the things we offer, is is how to make that transition from being the primary revenue generator for the business into becoming that business leader and increasing your capacity to grow, to attract, grow and retain the best people.
0: Yeah, look, perhaps a really great case study is is the Beecroft office. I mean, they came in uh, a very transactionally focused principal up there with with Kevin Dearlove, um, an exceptionally good agent, but with a real appetite to learn and to grow and to expand. And uh, he's acquired a number of businesses and rent roles. Is, Is that right? In a very short space of time?
1: Yeah, Kevin's a great example, and he's someone who's been uh, very disciplined around the sorts of businesses that he, he wished to acquire and the sorts of agents that he, he wanted to to, uh, to develop. So he's protecting that culture, and he was looking for people that um, that were going to add to that culture that he'd established. Um, but it would have been easy for Kevin to revert back to those activities that got him to where where he was, because he's an incredibly successful agent in his own right. But he's now um, reaping the rewards from being aware of uh, the opportunity that he had um, and, and, he's, and he's, he's on this tremendous growth trajectory because he's been disciplined around the business growth aspects, not just listing and selling real estate.
0: Yeah, and some of the people that we work with closely at Stone in external businesses who have their own specialties, for example, in, in valuations and acquisitions of rent rolls, can actually put some of these opportunities in front of us right Um, in front of these franchise partners that we have uh, and it makes it very easy for them then to say well I've got finance in place I've got you know all the necessary ducks in a row to be able to make this uh, acquisition this purchase and sometimes it can happen remarkably quickly and and then the transition of a new rent roll or a new business into the existing business happens as you say pretty seamlessly.
1: I see that as a a key part of our role in working with with officers is demystifying the the path on how to grow a real estate business. Um, And if we can make it easier for businesses to grow, um, and I think that's a big mistake a lot of mainstream national brands have fallen into is they've become complacent in hiding behind the strength of their, their national office footprint. They're actually forgetting about the people that really matter and your loyalty should be to the franchisee. How do you help your franchisees grow? That's, and a, that's through talent attraction that's through business acquisition um and and developing leaders at a local level developing their skills as leaders yeah, and I mean, as a result and yeah
0: sorry no, no i beg your pardon i didn't mean to cut you off i think you're making a really really good point and and obviously things are busy we're moving out of covid we're, we're at the end of 2020 uh you you've got some help now i mean things have gotten so busy for you and and you are being selected with the partners that that we want to partner with, Franchise Partners. You've put somebody on. So what's the what's the next 12 months look like for the Stone
1: Network, Luke? We've got some exciting new markets we're heading into. Um, obviously, Victoria, we, we just launched in Victoria before COVID, um, and we're now advancing conversations in Victoria, and we've appointed a head of growth in Victoria and Lauren Wilde. Um, and also in Queensland, with Scott Kelly on the ground in Queensland, um, we're up and running there with. We've only been up and running there for a short period of time with four offices already. But we've got some exciting new announcements coming in in Queensland with some incredible businesses coming along there. Um, And also New Zealand. Um, We will be launching in New Zealand in the not-too-distant future um, next year. So, uh, yeah, we're heading into some new territory. But what we're finding in most markets and what's consistent is that most areas in New Zealand, be it uh, in Queensland, Victoria, New South Wales, is most areas are highly fragmented. There's lots of businesses. In Australia, there's over 10,000 real estate agencies trading. Yeah. And most never reach their fullest potential. We want to challenge the status quo. We want to challenge the cognitive biases that exist out there right now. Let's not settle for second best. This life's not a rehearsal. We've only got one crack at it. So why don't we give it our best shot and create the most amazing opportunity for our business, for our families, for our communities, and do it well, and uh, that's what drives us. Is how can we improve and clear that path for growth for our franchise partners? Look, Luke, that's in a really in, in in a really supportive manner, and I think where our business has evolved to to now is we've developed this incredible culture of sharing around ideas and referrals, and it's unique. We've not seen it in any other group because we've experienced the other side.
0: I agree with that.
1: We know that. and. Uh, our, our responsibility and our duty to our loyal franchisees is to protect that culture. And the number one driver for, for our team is to ensure that we're looking to work with businesses that are happy to contribute to that culture because we know that they're going to get a hell of a lot of value as a result from the culture that we've developed.
0: Really well said, mate. We really appreciate your time. Thanks for sharing uh, on the industry podcast channel for Stone. This has been Luke Cameron and Peter Maloof having a bit of a conversation today. Of course, if you have any inquiries, you can contact Luke directly at the Stone Real Estate Network. Uh, Luke, have a great day and a lovely weekend. Thanks for your time.
1: Cheers, Peter, thank you.
0: Thank you for joining us on the Stone Real Estate Industry Podcast. To learn more about us, be sure to visit us at stonerealestate.com.au. Now, if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast player so you don't miss out on any future conversations with industry peers while you're at it if you found value in the podcast and the conversations on today's show we'd appreciate a ratings on itunes or simply make sure you tell a friend about the conversation we had be sure to join us on our next episode with more information to inform and inspire you bye for now